Hey, 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 wow. Are you guys tired yet? <laughs> oh my word. What a day it's been, man. I'm telling you guys, we're living in a period now in just a simming world that you can't ask for nothing else right now. You just you just can't. We're so blessed to have what we have, man. Me and my man Blue, Blue texted me at six o'clock in the morning and goes, hey man, get up. Time to go to work. We gotta go do some stuff. And we've been up since six this morning, Blue, right? Oh, I've been up since five. Because oh, <laughs> your actually, time was six. My time was... I actually yeah. woke up at 4.30 this morning. Uh, my local time. Getting ready for the Phoenix. Yeah, like I feel like our regular jobs are getting in the way of our simming at this point <laughs> my boss is watching <laughs> we're joking <laughs> hey man i'm telling you it's true 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 it's i feel been a like long it day. is it's been a long day guys um you have to understand that real quick before you get into anything we basically got the airplane this morning six in the morning so we had to get it activate it download it set it up check it, make sure it runs, and do a live stream all in a couple hours, right? Yeah. And for a plane that you already know, it takes an hour. This is a brand new plane to us. We don't know it. We don't know what to do. Luckily, let me shout out to Fennec Sim first before we go into things. Fennec Sim, shout out to you guys for just dropping this in our laps and also providing the support needed to get your issues worked out or whatever it is you had questions about and they're still doing it right now yeah as you guys know they're in the fenix discord they're just communicating every five minutes anything anybody come up with any problem they're addressing so fenix amir all the team over there oh wow thank you guys so much for for dropping this planet community and for dropping in our laps we appreciate it definitely yeah seriously i mean like nobody really let's, let's start off with the release date or the lack of release date <laughs> for this plane yeah. it came from hey this could come out any day now uh to hey uh it's releasing in an hour you know um at least for for the public and then for us you know we, we, we got it a few hours early which again I'm, I'm thankful and blessed you know for that but even us as streamers we had very little time you know before that we knew we were going to even get a, a preview copy of it right so um yeah. Everybody's, you know, super excited about this aircraft, and so a lot of us were able to move around schedules if possible. Um, I do feel bad for, you know, for those who did get a preview but just happened to be busy today, uh, and then was like, well, dang, now it's everybody got it, you know. So I, I, I feel that pain. I've, I've been a part of deals like that before in the past with Flight Sim and other other games as well. But yeah, man, this plane. I don't know where to start. When I started my stream today, I was at a loss for words. I mean, I was just speechless. Uh, what, what about you? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> not a lot of moments in your life you get your dream come true, right? And you've thought about having the right plane in a, in a beautiful sim that just works. We have had to deal with Microsoft for the last uh, couple of years and it's growing pains with them, good and bad. One day I, I talk good about them. The next day I'm like, nah, they suck. You know what I mean? But then comes uh, one plane a couple of weeks ago and then comes this one. And this one is like, hey, watch this, hold my beer because we're <laughs> going to do everything right. And I was like, all right, fine. I've watched a couple of guys stream it. All the beta people stream, stream the airplane. But once you get your hands on it, you go, okay, let me really see if what they're showing us is right or real. And what they have shown us, as a matter of fact, having it in your hands has revealed to you even deeper 
um, about the things you could do with this airplane. And I haven't even scratched the surface yet. And we did, I did three legs today. There's so many ways to do things in this plane. I mean, the the EFB alone, which we're going to talk about, deserves its own one-hour stream. Honestly, shout out to um, Katie Pilot, who was responsible for this EFB, because, man, if this was a dude who designed this thing, it wouldn't look this good <laughs> or work this whoa, properly. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It is, so, it is so functional, but aesthetically pleasing yeah. the way... It's been um, done. Nothing wasted. No wasted space. No wasted crap. It's just straight to the point, you know. But I'm, I'm feeling good about this release. I'm feeling good about this plane, the performance of it, the handling of it, based on what I've felt, and just watching other people's fly, people fly it, you know what I mean, and talk about what's in it that I haven't even t- checked out yet. I'm good. You know, we, maybe, Blue, we need to start having these um, out of 10 release. So, like, when a new plane drops, right, we need to give it like a, a, a marking out of 10 on the release. What's the release of this plane? What's the rating of the release? So we can, we can rate that by promises delivered or not delivered, yeah. um, support delivered or not delivered, you know, um, just the smoothest or not smoothest. So I'm going to say right now, I've been monitoring the Phoenix chat on this plane and just see if people are having issues or not having issues on their Discord. And just the fact that the the dev team is in the Discord addressing people's issues minute by minute, giving out advice, you know, I know other people, that's right there. So I'm going to say this this release to me is like a 9 out of 10, man. I don't know if anything deserves a 10 out of 10, you know, but this was like good and handled well. And having to be able to fly it, I could tell you that. You know, I'm talking about real quick. Let me just say it. Three legs, no restarts of the simulator, no re-download of anything. Just turn around and go. One, two, three. I can't beat that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, and we've been saying this multiple times, but we've had a lot of releases where it just, things didn't work the way they were supposed to work. Um, And the fact that, you know, you were able to jump on day one, and do three flights back to back without restarting your simulator like that shows just how successful uh and how how complete the aircraft is on day one yep yeah that was a stress test for me it's like all right let's see if it's gonna you know sometimes you 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 have a payware airplane and you go you put in the fmc you fill it out you land and you go to go do something again you start noticing little things don't work anymore yeah little switches stop working or does it hiccup no hiccup after three legs one two three and no sim restarts the only thing i didn't do today was play replay because i know replay can cause bugs in the airplane once you run it yeah that that was that was my mistake today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. I only did two legs, but I was just so excited about seeing the aircraft that I wanted to watch the replay. I usually, when I do multiple legs, I will skip replays in the middle, and I'll only do them at the end. Uh, but today, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I didn't, I wouldn't say it added any bugs to it, but I did decide to restart or go back to the main menu and come back in for my second leg because it just, I was noticing some really weird stuff going on with the aircraft after coming out of replay mode. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Now it, it it does it, and I, I think the replay developer will update his his replay product so that it works better with you know with with um Microsoft and these add-on planes. I mean, these add-on planes are already complex enough as it is. Yeah. So they got to get a hold of it and do what they got to do. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 happy with that, man. I mean, where do I start with this plane? 
texturing. Let's start with texturing on the plane, on this, this first impression. I've had a chance to look over the cockpit more and more, and every time I look, I see another smudge somewhere. <laughs> I see another, <laughs> if, you, if you look in the, ma the cockpit below the master caution warning, um, it's just a worn spot. You can see how much time they have pressed that button, right? Uh -huh. You know, uh, if you look at the scratches where they put their pen in and out of the holder on the windowsill, it's just like, yeah, they have used this plane. If you look down at the center pedestal right beside the, the speed brake handle, that's a lot of um, a palm print on that thing that wore off it to the, to the, the, the green paint. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, the, 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 the center pedestal gathers dirt and spilled coffee and all kinds of stuff, and it just looked grimy and dark. I love that in an airplane that it actually looks used. Shiny brand new is cool used for some reason rings to me better you know so just from a texture and perspective uh the cockpit is looking great and then what's even better the damn cabin looks good too really i'm does. trying to rate this cabin about all the cabins i've seen in sim and i'm trying to see where this ranks up and i gotta tell you man with or without the light off in this cabin and the fact that the seatbelt sign works, the no smoking sign works. Uh, somebody pointed out to me in my stream, they goes, hey, if you look at the creases in the seat back, they're not all the same. Hmm. So they have randomized the creases in the seat back pocket. You know what I mean? The only complaint I have with cabin, that carpet looks too brand new. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Because you know, you know, the airplane, but it looks good. It is you got like to give some cleaning credit cleaning. to the cleaning crew, though. I mean, not every plane is, 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 not every yeah. plane is filthy, especially in the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But, you know, uh, that's what it is. If you guys are hearing an echo on my voice, let me know. No echo for you. Okay, good. No, nah, you're uh, good. So, you're good to me, yeah, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so... Graphically, it represents very, 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 very well in Microsoft Flight Sim. And we've seen plenty of Airbuses, man. Oh, I mean, I'm only ex we, we've so seen many Airbuses. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, Flight Factor, Tolis, uh, Fly-by-Wire, Jar Design. Yeah, we've seen mm. a lot of them. Yeah, you know. Yep, that's it, man. So yeah, that is a, a step one. You know, step two. And I'm I'm saving the best one for last, honestly. I don't I don't know why I'm so stuck on 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 the EFB, but we'll get there in a sec because we're gonna talk about it. Uh, step two for me is clicking the switches in this thing, and knowing that the aircraft is designed to basically all these switches damn work. It gives you that extra sense of this aircraft is substantial. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it is substantial. It's just a, just hovering your mouse over the circuit breaker panel and realize you can you can manipulate some of these things is scary. So one misclick in the cockpit doing your stream and you have a failure, my friend. That reminds you know I mean? me. There's a button that I wanted to press. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's simulated. There was a button in the EFB uh, called emergency something. Did you press that button? No, I have not. I have not pressed the, that wow, button. I'll make sure to do that very soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what I mean? You know, um, <clears throat> I forgot to even mention, man, not even mention the tray table that comes out and work and makes noise. Yeah. But the, the, the observer seat or the jump seat, that thing squeaks like, you know what, when you, when you deploy it. Mm -hmm. You could hear the headrest going up and down on that. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> I mean, just little things, yeah, you know. But yeah, that is the, the, the second thing I noticed. But let's get to the heart for me. I've always said, all right, 
airplanes, Boeing, now Boeing's make you do a lot of work. Yeah. You work for it and you get satisfaction for it. Airbus, you're like, well, you know, once you program the MCDU, you're good to go. You just, you know, get up and go. But this one, because of the F- EFB and the built-in performance, departure perf and arrival perf, and the built-in Navigraph and the built-in um, um, Simbrief, I feel like my workload doubled on this airplane. Like, you can't fake anything on it now. You yeah. know what I mean? Did you, did you get that feeling? Uh, like, what do you mean you can't fake anything exactly? Well, like a lot of the, the, the previous um, Airbuses, you just click on the, the soft key and it populates a number for you. Oh, I see. Just saying, like you have to actually right. manually put in the uh, zero fuel weight and CG. Right. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. This makes you feel a little bit, a little bit more part of the setup process. I heard V1 Sim was saying that they don't put in V speeds at the airline. They send that through either A cars or something, and that uploads in the airplane. Really? But having, but having to do here, do it here, and actively go back and forth between the, uh, the, the. Um, the CD, the uh, MCDU, and the uh, EFB. I like that. Yeah, I I like the integration that they have. Where you know, and the the, the departure and perf page just just shows you the right. Just I don't know. I I I'm still at a loss of words. Just okay. It's the first MCDU we have had that you could do your perf calculation for including your flex temperature and not fake the flex temperature. There's other programs external off these airplanes that you can download to get performance like Topcat and some other ones that people sent me. Mm-hmm. This one is built into the airplane. So, you, you know, people usually ask you, hey, where'd you get your flex temp from? I'm like, I'll oh, just do 45, you know, because it's <laughs> level. Yeah. That's my number. It's I always cool. use 45 on the flex. Exactly. This one, you, you're not using 45 on the flex. You're using whatever the aircraft tells you based on your weight. You understand? So, and you can, you can sync your load sheet into it, set up your runways, tell us if you want to PAX on, PAX off takeoff. If you want to do TOGA, the conflict flap, if flap one or optimal or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You understand? You can sync the live weather into it and give you the, 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 the wind direction altimeter settings, right? And then you hit the calculate button. It gives you flaps, flex temps, V1, V2, and VR. You understand? So, so V1, VR, and V2. That's one thing. And that's just the, uh, the takeoff, the departure perf. The arrival perf, something happened to me today. Uh-oh, coming what in on the arrival perf. Go to the arrival screen. If you look at it, I'm on it. It shows you, okay, the IKEA code of the airport you're going into, and then the runway. And you click the condition it says dry good good medium medium poor or poor or whatever i click dry okay no problem i hit it and i you can set the auto brake also what a kind of auto brake you're using auto brake low i hit auto brake low because that's what i've always used i've never had a chance to use medium immediately told me bro you don't want to go auto brake low on the right side, when you populate all that stuff, what's going to pop up is a line that shows you where the aircraft is going to stop and the distance to the end that says, no, you're going to do that. Give you the landing distance, the landing whatever. It tells you basically you need. So I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This runway is going to be too short for our load and weight and speed. So I selected uh, auto brakes to medium. Immediately change it goes, you're green, you're good to go. You can use medium. Wow. Yes. Yes. 
this. So those two things alone is is worth it worth the wait and go. And as Slam Cannon in chat reminded me, you can also get this on an external iPad. Yes, so I uh where's my iPad? I think mine's yep. in the charger because it's dead from today's stream. Uh but yeah, I was actively using my actual iPad in place of the EFB in the sim. And I was like, this is honestly one of I mean there's a lot of great things about this plane, but this is one of my favorite features. And I you know as a streamer I try to use more in-game stuff to show people you know it's, I, th I think it's a better user experience for people to watch me use the in-game stuff but if i'm flying on my own like for for me or for the pilot it's much more convenient to actually be able to just open up your ipad and go through the efb or, or get the numbers from the efb drop it into the into the mcdu or you know whatever it is so you don't have to you know take your eyes away from in front of you or from whatever it's easier to multitask right. that way but also if you don't have a second device you could also mirror this efb on a second monitor or something like that like i just think that's really cool and i know it's probably not even that difficult to do and i think that other people who have efbs in their aircraft can see like oh wow they why didn't we think to do that this is probably you know i'm not saying it is easy i'm not a developer i don't know i just assume that it doesn't seem like I think the flight factor allowed you to do that did they back yeah. in the day yeah they did we i used it a couple times and stopped but that's good. Also, I found out today about the EFB. It's actually three, well, two independent EFBs. So you could do different things on both of them at the same time. What do you and mean? Then the, okay, like on the other so side? You, yes, you can. Two different things. And also, your iPad, it's a third EFB. So it's almost like, oh. I'm not sure if you have unlimited EFBs, but you can have different things in all the different open screens that are EFBs running. So you're saying, because in the aircraft, it has... An EFB on the left and an EFB mm -hmm. on the right, and you're saying that you could basically on the like on the first officer side you could have like the Navigraph page pulled mm -hmm. up, and then on the left one you could have like the arrival page pulled up, right? And actively use both of them. I didn't mm -hmm. think to try that, but that's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of hard to you know to do because it's so far away from you. I mean, if what in the future when this plane hopefully gets mm -hmm. you like shared cockpit or something like yep. that, that'd be yep. super helpful for independent controls and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's that's really cool. I didn't think about so, that. Dan Kath in chat says FS Lab been there, done that. See, we never had, <laughs> we yeah we never had the pleasure of flying to FS Lab. Yeah, so that's true. We, we, we haven't right. been there. Haven't we been haven't there. been there. So what happened? Where why how I found this out today is that I hit the reset button on the on the on the iPad. And it reset it, and then it got it was on the Fenix screen alone. It wouldn't come up, and somebody's like, "Why don't you just plug out the power cord and plug it back in?" I did that, and it came back up after a reset. The others were working except the one I. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and uh, that's right. It charges like if you unplug it, it start draining the battery, mm. and you got I almost run out of power today. I had to plug it back in. Wow. You know what I mean? Yes. Are, so, are you one of those people who likes to charge your phone at like 2%? Five. <laughs> Five <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, you can open it in a web browser, Uranium. You, you can definitely open up the EFB in a, in a web browser. Yeah. Um, and for uh, Benny, Benny, you were talking about your throttle setup. If you're using the Thrustmaster, it's all done in the um, the FMC. Once you once you open up the first page, there's a button called Config at the right side, bottom right, and uh, then bottom left you can config the controls. You can uh, configure the throttle, 
And then on the next page, you can config the side stick. Yeah. And so you can config those things. Um, and your flaps, is, your flaps need to be calibrated as well. Flaps. There you go. There is a um, FS Labs install other things. I'm not going to say. Oh boy. <laughs> there is a thing right now, the Thrustmaster. I think it's a Microsoft thing uh, where, and it did it with the Fly by Wire as well, where the, the crank switch, the start crank switch will go back and forth on and off. It got me today. So you're going to have to disable that in the options. You're going to delete seven and eight key from the, uh, the, the throttle quadrant if you have the Thrustmaster TCA for Airbus, and everything else works fine. So that it got me today. Yeah, I, I do recommend uh, that you make a new profile for this because you don't want to. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, I have this plane. I'm never going to touch the fly by wire. Well, you don't know that, right? Fly by wire is in itself its own aircraft. So I would recommend whenever making adjustments to your controls, make sure you go back and, you know, duplicate your, you know, your throttle setup for fly by wire and then make a new one for the Phoenix. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I've, I've gone ahead and done that. Um, <clears throat> so if you're having issues with the throttle culture, by the way, I so said somebody in chat said they're having issues. Uh, there's detailed instructions on the Fenix Discord. They have actually showed you what to do in it, how to set it up. Um, I had to go into Microsoft because Microsoft had some kind of funky curve set up in the, um, in the what do you call that now? And the sensitivity settings in Microsoft yeah. I had to go and just straighten those out to zero, zero out everything. So, you know, um, it is good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Aaron, welcome aboard. First time to the Blue Experience. You guys flying or just chatting? Yeah, we're chatting about it. We flew earlier today, Anon. We, we both had it this morning, flying a couple of legs at least. And we're just going over and discussing uh, what, what are our initial impressions of the aircraft. It's, it's kind of, to be honest, today's stream, because we mm -hmm. both did streams, earlier today flying this plane on multiple routes this podcast even though it's you know it's release day we're talking about our first impressions what we think about it what we like what we dislike but it also kind of feels like a debrief of oh, yeah. uh, of our flights and of our ex first you know experiences with this aircraft again we were not a part of the original beta team right we just got it you know again only a few hours actually before you guys are able to get it and so this is you know we're still very new to it as well but we've learned a lot of things just in a short period of time again like you mentioned earlier a big hats off and salute to the phoenix uh developers and their team because again they they i have never seen support the way they've done it i mean they got a, they had they've had guys just on standby waiting for questions even for us as streamers even before the public release we had a whole different discord channel of all the streamers and we're you know they had a couple guys and they're just like yeah let me help you set up your throttle you know let me show you how to fix this fix that and i was like wow i've never had this before <laughs> you know so it's you know and i think we, we talk a lot about texturing artwork flight model uh you know uh, gameplay stuff like that but one thing we i think we don't talk about which i think is often forgotten and overlooked is customer support right uh, yeah. i don't think in 2022 you should have to go to a forum to get an answer about you know a simple throttle issue 
right? Like, you shouldn't have to do that, especially not, you know, in the hype of the aircraft just coming out. Like, I understand if it's, like, been six years since it's been out, you know what I mean? The question's been answered 60 times, 600 times, then, yeah, it's good to go ahead and post a frequently asked question somewhere on your website. Yeah, I get that, but if you have a brand new aircraft, you should have, you know, a team of support staff on standby, not that you can email, but are literally like on Discord, like literally you can talk to these people. Another person I will salute is a uh, Hot Start. Hot Start in the Challenge of 650. He did a very similar thing, and this is not about him, but uh, on first week, him and a lot of the developers who were helping him were all in a Discord chat. He was doing like daily uh, like Q and A's on Discord, and people would join in, and he would just explain and break down. I mean, because that plane is so complex, but he would just explain and explain, and like you really got a good hold of it, and you got your your questions answered. You could literally talk to the main developer. He'd be like, yeah, this is what was happening. This is what I, why I did this. This is how this works. This is what we plan to do in future releases. And I get that same similar vibe with Phoenix. They got people dedicated just to helping you figure out how to fix your throttle, for example. How to, why is it that when you load into the sim, the wheels are gone? Don't know, but they could probably answer that question for you. Uh, but so it's, it's really dope that they have that. And I think again, when it comes to support of a new aircraft, especially one that you're paying for, I know this one, this one is not as expensive as others, but I don't think that a higher price should uh, make, you know, I don't think it should make a difference on whether or not you can support your buyers. Yep. Yeah. Support should be just good all the way across the board if you're going to offer a payware airplane. Absolutely. Yep, that's true. Uh, somebody just asked real quick, because uh, you got to put your uh, pilot ID, your SimBrief ID in yep. um, the MCDU. If you go to SimBrief, click on account, then click on uh, SimBrief data, uh, the pilot ID is going to be there for you guys to, to pop in. I had to search for it this morning to myself when I was, when I was um, uh, loading up the airplane. But uh, having the integration with both of those things is so cool. It's 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 just, it, it I can't tell you, just... Having the, having an integration with SimBrief is 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 just a game changer. Navigraphs uh, integration as well. So uh, SimBrief, I mentioned this in my stream. Why is it that developers are telling us that it's either difficult or not possible to integrate to SimBrief when Phoenix is like, well, hold my beer, let me show you, it is possible. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not calling anybody out specifically, but I just noticed that we've had a few aircraft that come out and they have us, you know, importing the old school way, which is where you use a SimBrief mm -hmm. downloader. You take these files, you put them in a specific place. And again, SimBrief makes it much easier because they have the downloader now. But still, you yeah. got to place a file somewhere and then you got to go and, you know, but FlabberWire is doing it, right? Phoenix is doing it now. The Salty Sim is doing it. We can automatically Im import your old flight plan. So why is... That's so difficult. Well, I was going to say that um, I don't know if SimBrief charges for that, you know, but when I thought, thought about it, I'm like, why would they? I mean, they, you're, you're going to have to get it. Well, it's free anyway. So uh, it's good to have the integration. It's good to just turn around, look at your EFB, and it's all there. You don't have to go scramble, scramble for another window back in the background where you can't share it with the audience as quickly as you could just you know, uh, scroll over to the EFB and show it. So it would be nice, man. Those little things... Those are the little things that right now has set this launch so good for me. It's the little things, bro. It's the yeah. little things. And that's one of those things that, you know, that, that, counts, that counts for a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Let's talk about uh, FPS. What's your frame situation like on your stream? On uh, my FPS, to be honest with you, was not the greatest. Um, but I also probably set myself up for failure today. <laughs> um, mm. I loaded up in LaGuardia on an overcast, rainy day. Um, and on a clear day, I'm getting like 30 FPS in New York. You know what I mean? Like, I, I said, I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I was like, I want to fly Delta. I look Gordia. I don't know. So my personal experience wasn't the best. I had pr pretty low FPS as everyone saw on my stream. Um, it got better once I got in the air. Um, and it seemed to depend a lot on the scenery, scenery I was at. Because when I got to Charlotte, which is my last stop today, um, it's it was much better. A lot better. And... Hmm. A lot smoother still wasn't the best but a lot smoother so right. i mean I, I guess they can still do some optimization again i'm running the same settings as i did with all the other aircraft i've been flying with the pmdg with the fly by wire uh, i haven't changed anything in my settings just to see how it matches up to my other aircraft yeah um i did you know i don't when i'm not streaming my my FPS is good. When I start streaming, it's almost like the PC goes, "Oh, okay, you're trying to do multiple things at the same time." And so, but are you I still tried... streaming from a second computer? Or are you using all? No, of no, all at once. I went away from the two PC setup to a single PC. Maybe I uh. might go back. You know what I mean? Maybe I might go back, and that's what it is. I mean, somebody said today something in my chat. They were like, "How is it that the thirty seven, the thirty series graphics card is not doing that much better than a, a ten eighty Ti?" You know. I don't know. It depends because you're like you're looking at it, but I think it's a, how we all turn up our graphics up or down. I'm running medium to high settings right now in a lot of stuff because the one thing I hate is stuttering coming into the airport, and that's a Microsoft issue, by the way. You coming into an airport and it starts to load up on you, you're gonna get those stutters, those jitteries, and that throws off your landing tremendously, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not good for landing. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of factoids in the chat here real quick. Captain Sazman says uh, PMDG uh, plans to do integration and ACARS through their own gateway platform, called, which is called PMDG Global Flight Operations. So it's a slow development. So that's why that's not there yet. Uh, hmm. I see. I got you. I got you. Uh, SimBrief integration is possible if the software is running out of Microsoft. Those not using it cause they're using it inside the systems to port to Xbox because they don't allow external software. Okay, I see. Right. So he was answering somebody's question here. Fenix advantage is that they program everything externally from Microsoft, which saved them a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Other devs uh, close to, close, uh, chose to do it as much as possible in the native sim, which means waiting for a Sobo. See, yeah, you know, I guess that's the advantage of doing it outside. That's why, that's the one thing, by the way, I have to explain to you guys who don't have the airplane. I didn't realize that you actually do have to have the Fenix app running in the background to have the airplane work. I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, I turned it on this morning and been using it since. And then I closed everything down and came back to it and it wouldn't come up or work. There's an app in the background that has to be, has to be run. And from that app, you can choose performance type. You can do display performance, you know, to quality or balance or performance mode. You can you can render your displays from the cockpit through your your GPU or your onboard graphics card or whatever. You know what I mean? So you 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 have you have options to do it in in there. And uh just some more settings you have to go. So you know 
they, those are the things. Well, let's talk about this. We're not real world pilots, but what you did you think about the handling takeoff pull and then landing on the runway? What did you, what did you think about the handling of the airplane from a simmer's perspective? I think uh, it's, for me, at least in my experience today, it was more challenging than any other airliner on Microsoft Flight Sim. And I feel like it should be that way. I've always mm. felt that it's been too easy to land. Right. Taking right. off is always easy, right? It's nothing to, you just push the throttle forward, pull the nose up, you're off the ground, right? Landing is kind of where you get to really get to feel how the aircraft handles. And I've always felt that Microsoft Flight Sim, even though I really enjoy it, uh, I've always felt that it just always felt just too easy. Like, I mean, just it was just too easy to butter. Back on X-Plane, I mean, I had to work for it. I don't know about right, you. Right, right. I don't know about you, but I feel like I got to work for it on X-Plane. And so you get a different satisfaction when you put that thing down. You get, you know, sub 100, sub 200, uh, you know, landing rate. You're like, yeah, there we go. You know what I mean? But on Microsoft Flight Sim, you're like, okay, that was butter. But, I mean, we floated half the runway. So uh, it, it's always felt light. Uh, too light to me even when you have a heavy aircraft it still felt too light um and with this aircraft i feel like it actually feels like it has some weight to it and that's kind of been one of my complaints and and things on my wish list with aircraft and how developers been de developing these planes is to just have more weight to, to feel like you're actually in like you're not just floating through the airwaves but you're actually carrying a hundred thousand pounds you know what i mean like Right, you look at the right. zero fuel weights in these aircraft. We're like a hundred, a thousand, two hundred thousand pounds sometimes, you know, and you feel like you're flying in a Honda Civic. So it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so I think it feels much better. I think it's, it's, I smashed my landings today and I am, I am not ashamed to say it um, because I know that when I was flying, when I was, you know, flaring and whatnot, I, I was flying as if i was flying in the fly-by-wire or some of the other planes where i i kind of force the aircraft down because it doesn't want to go down this aircraft is like yeah we're going down let's go right so um yeah well, what do you think oh um takeoff for me v1 and pullback had that smooth feeling like okay and i've flown the jar where you go to turn and the airplane like one it's just like flying like how should i say i don't know it's like notchy or this was smooth it was all the way smooth in the turns you could modulate it in the takeoff pullback it was always smooth and then the best part for me and why i had luckily i don't know how this happened i had three good landings today I, like the last one is was the best out of all three like that's never play. happened in xp history never happened just one landing alone and it's bad, right? Much less three. <laughs> so, but it's because I felt what the aircraft felt like on that final touchdown in Microsoft Flight Sim. There's usually something weird going on where it will either float, as you said, or just literally the bottom falls out and it just drops on the runway. I could fly this airplane right down to the ground. I could pull back in the flare and the nose responded the way it I feel it should. I'm not a pilot, but the nose responded. So I was able to modulate the nose and the main gear going down. And that for me made me trust the airplane and go, okay, I can execute this landing because it's going to respond like that. And it did. And it gave me the confidence after the first time go, okay, so whatever voodoo they did, 
to <laughs> get that performance out of Microsoft Flight Sim because I could tell you it is this much close to X-Plane 11 now. So far, I'm thinking back to the Flight Factor A320 and the Tolises. This is that much close to how fluid they feel because X-Plane still, still feels more fluid than Microsoft. I don't care yeah, what anybody yeah. says. I'm sticking to that. But it, it felt good and they did a wonderful job, man. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, talk they, about they, that because I've had questions today as well, and, and it's kind of inevitable. Uh, I know we, you know, people don't want to really compare flight mm -hmm. sims in this case. Like, all right, how, what's better, the Tolis or the Phoenix or, or the Flight Factor of the Phoenix? And it's like you mm. can't really compare because they're in two different sims with two different environments and two different flight models, right? But at the same time, we can't help but to compare because that's all we know. Right? Yeah. When you come from X-Plane, you're used to how the flight factor feels. You're used to how the TOLUS feels, how it handles, how even flying the A319 versus the 21, you, mm -hmm. you, you feel the difference between the two when landing. Uh, and so when you come from X-Plane or, or even P3D and you go into Microsoft Flight Sim, you start to feel those differences. So how do you feel? Um, I mean, I, I guess you kind of just explained it. You still feel like it's that much closer to how you remember X-Plane feeling. Not saying it's better, not saying, you know, it's whatever, but it's, like, it's getting closer. Yeah, I'm going to have to jump in that Fly Factor A320 again because that was my favorite Airbus out of all the Airbuses, man. That thing felt like butter when I flew it. And that they did, did update today as well, by the way. And I heard that they did update <laughs> and the frames are, like, way better than it yeah. used to be. So we got to yeah. jump in that and just go take it for a spin and see what it feels like. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I need yeah. to hop back in X-Plane yeah, to maybe. fly either the Tolus or the Flight Factor because the Flight Factor I haven't really been flying because of the FPS because I was always getting really bad at FPS. In the fly factor, yep. I get double the amount in the Tolus, so I would avoid the fly factor at all costs. But because I know the last few updates have been uh, mainly focused on performance, I kind of want to go back just to see, you know, how does it feel? How how is it perform my machine? And then as well is, I think it's good if you do have multiple sims with multiple add-ons to jump back from Microsoft Flight Sim, go to X Plane, fly to some of the Airbuses. Same with PMDG, right? So we've been flying a 737. Go back to the Zebo, see how that feels, and you know. And then I think what's going to happen is you go back, and either you're going to be like, you know what, this is actually better than I remember, right? And you're like, this is <laughs> or you'll be like, nah, I think I'm going to do this on Microsoft next time, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's good to know that we we have uh, at least one or two planes now on Microsoft that is. Good enough, man. And I know I'm using the word good enough oh to say, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I mean, it. it's I, I was I was impressed with it. I was impressed with the handling of the plane. It didn't feel cartoony. It didn't feel floaty. It didn't give you that, okay, airplane, we need to push your, the nose over to get you down. It felt like you had to fly this down to the runway. Mm -hmm. You understand? And I found myself even giving the damn thing rudder inputs on landing too, which I never do. Yeah, yeah, same. To get the same. Nose straightened up. What's crazy <laughs> is I, I I found myself yeah. using rudder inputs and it didn't overcorrect mm -hmm. as bad as you mm -hmm. as usual. Yep, definitely, man. So, yeah, that's it. You know, I think I think I think where it, it's there, man. It is absolutely there um, with how they did it, and and they obviously they spent the time and just ironed it out. Good, you know, they had real pilots on board. Um, talking them through it or whatever, showing them how it should feel. And then absolutely, man, Katie Pilot is a real pilot, plus a, a bunch more people. You know, uh, I was watching V1, I was re-watching V1 stream, and he goes, so far I didn't find any buttons in here that didn't work, which is like a good thing. Yeah, I mean, this is what I like. I like a plane that's 
above my abilities, but I can still get it to work. I still, I could still get from point A to point B. Is that what I'm saying? It's feature rich. You know what I mean? I agree. So I, I, I completely uh, like that and agree with that. So that is just man. Oh man. Now, if we're going to talk about Phoenix, let's talk about a couple of things. Cause I don't know if it's me, but I'm so used to seeing the Microsoft shininess and I don't get that with Phoenix. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I'm waiting for third-party um, livery makers to come out and drop some liveries on a flight sim.to and see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, because um, just looking, it's funny, I'm looking through one of the windows now and just like smudges all over the glass. <laughs> like somebody touched the glass inside, the inside glass. And it's not on all of them. They have randomized the smudges on the glass, depending on the, the lighting. Anyway. But uh, I, I want to see some new liveries for this thing. I want to see some, some, some other people do some re-rendering of some liveries on this just to see, you know. This airplane is showing its age, I must say, which that's on purpose. Uh, when I did the walk around with it, with the drone cam, and was looking at all the grime underneath, I was like, yeah, this 320 has seen some life, man. It surely has, you know, and it's all there. It's excellent. You know, but I, I want some new liveries though. Uh, somebody was asking about liveries earlier. We even talk about that. This thing comes with a livery manager. Yes, yes, and, it does. Um, how many how many liveries are came with? Uh, it? We were told it's like two hundred plus on release day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what I what I noticed, and what you guys will notice as well when you get into the livery manager, is that they they started out with i don't know what word to use here but let's just say authentic liveries and when i say that it means liveries that match the engine type that's released so far um i don't remember i don't personally i don't speak for them but i know that or at least i think there's going to be another engine coming you know what i mean um because right now right. these are the what the cfms i believe Mm -hmm. um, right. And then there is also the other popular IAE engine. Um, and so they've made basically a, a bunch of liveries of A320s with CFM engines, but all the IAE engines are missing. So, or IAE engine liveries are missing. So like JetBlue, like Spirit, like United. Um, and that's the reason why you're missing all those. But what's going to happen though, like you said, on Flight MTO, people are going to be like, so? I don't care. Let's go throw some spirit on there. Let's throw some United on there. You know, I <laughs> right, mean, let's right. just be honest. Think about it. We've been mm -hmm. doing that already in the 320 Neo. United mm -hmm. ain't got no Neos. Uh, I'm sure there's a ton of European airlines that uh, we have liveries for that we've been flying a 320 Neo with, and they don't carry Neos either. So uh, until we get, you know, the, the correct engine to match the correct livery, you know, people are going to want to add their favorite airlines so they're gonna be you know all the airlines are gonna come i'm looking forward to that personally i you know i care but also don't care <laughs> so you know i'll still definitely jump in and fly some of the liveries we did the same thing happened with what the uh the tolis i believe it was kind of like that because i think they only had one uh, i think fly factor only have one engine i think right, at one point right. so you know um i would rather go ahead and go for it than wait for the correct engine to match delivery and all that kind of stuff like that but uh but yeah i believe ie is coming and I wonder when they bring that, are they going to bring the an engine pack with that as well, or yeah. is it only yeah. going to be a 3D model with liveries? So I don't know. I'm I just know. We haven't talked about sound yet, <laughs> but yeah. I, I just know. want to toss that out there. And no, it did not come with a Southwest Airlines livery. Okay, Jeff. thank God. <laughs> thank God. These liveries go way back. I'm looking at a 1993 livery with a registration number, November three zero five. Uh, 
Uncle Sierra. That's yeah. an old Northwest livery. I mean, it's that's pretty good. They got the but, US. Anyway, I really like the US Airways liveries. Yeah, they they got some liveries in here. US Airways is nice from 05. That's good. Let's jump into the sounds, man. Sounds, sounds, sounds. Let me kick off sounds. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Let Go me ahead. kick off the sounds. You you guys right. know I am a sucker for sound. Like it could be the most beautiful aircraft ever, but if it sounds like crap, I don't, it, it it kills it for me. Sound is a major part of my personal, uh, like, really getting into it. And they did their freaking thing with this plane. I mean, let's start with the ground power unit. Like, I'm not sure if you noticed this XP. I'm pretty confident you did. Um, but when you get close to the ground power unit, you hear it. I mean, the ground pow power unit actually has a sound on its own. So if you get rid of it, it's gone. And then if once you click on the external power button inside the cockpit, that ground power unit raises up in RPM and it gets louder. And like just that little detail right there is like, they could have just left it the same, right? Uh, and then um, obviously the engine startup, I think sounds great. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, you, know, you could always change something, but I wouldn't change really anything in the engine startup sound. The engine idle sound, the, the engine sound from inside the engine, I'm sorry, inside the cockpit, like the, the hum during idle, oh my God um the bass i mean sheesh it's the the apu startup sounds the air the uh, brake fans um what else there's actually the avionics fan as well uh, if you stand next to the the uh not the intake but the uh what do you call it where it comes out where the air comes out of the avionics fan it has an actual sound and it sounds like the real thing um wow. oh yeah i mean you no, the avionics are the apu no the avionics Avionics. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's a uh, the, uh, on the right side of the fuselage in the front by the cockpit underneath. It's like oh, that's where you work, so you know yeah, where that is. Yeah, There's a hole there, and it blows air out, and it comes from the uh, from the avionics. Wow. And it makes a sound, and that mm. sound is included into the sim. Um, yeah, and I mean as well as even the hydraulic sounds you hear when the cargo doors open and close, which is you know it's not new. Other sims and have uh, incorporated that, but still, it's like this things like that you gotta include. Um, the, the clicking sound of the engines when they're windmilling, um, mm -hmm. that's super dope. I mean, anything else that I missed that you caught XP? Oh, one of my favorite sounds is actually just walk doing a like. I liked <laughs> this is I never thought I would ever say this. I actually enjoy doing. I did two walk arounds. <laughs> well, we just got to the airplane and we did a walk around when we were before we left Charlotte. And the AP the 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 pack sound yes. that whine is legit. Like I remember being on the ramp when I used to be a flight and going out there and talking to the, the the ground crew and stuff, or walking across a tarmac to an airplane that's ready to go out there in the middle of nowhere and hear those packs fire up. It sounds so, you got the whining sound and the air rushing sound. Those are the things that's like yes, that sound is legit, man. Yeah, yeah, really and truly, yeah. Equipment cooling exhaust says Andy M. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's, that's what it's what called. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go, man. So um, yeah, um, that that is good for me. And also, forget that. I had my my cockpit windows open for um for taxi. You know what? I I forgot to do that. Come I didn't on, open man. the cockpit window. Do you know the minute you crack the cockpit window on this, you you hear outside ambient sounds? I did not know you hear, that. You hear cars and baggage carts and noise and wind and everything. Wow. As soon as you as soon as you crack the window by clicking on the handle, it pops open just a tiny bit, you hear sound starts coming in. Wow. 
And so if you start the engine up, you will hear that. Oh, let me tell you something. You want to talk about detail? Guys, <laughs> whoever owns this aircraft, Blue, you could probably do it right now. Go inside, pop the cockpit window latch, and you know when you're sliding back and you hear the clicking sound because it's riding over that gust lock or whatever that lock uh -huh. is? Every time it rides over it, the little switch that you flip to close the window moves. Wow. No, just go look at that. The animation on that is spectacular. Oh, I got to do it now. Let me bring it up. Do it. <laughs> I got to do, do it, right it now. now. I don't That's have sound deep. coming in, I don't think. You get the, from sound. the sound. You want the sound? Just okay. Slowly, just slowly. doesn't matter with the sound or not. Just slowly move the window back. Every time it clicks, it moves the little switch over and over. I, 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 f I regret not looking at the trim wheel movement. Let me see something here. I regret not looking at the trim wheel movement when I was flying, because I wanted to see what the trim wheel was doing. Right, how do I get this window open? Them. So click there the, um, the handle it. at the back. Click the handle at the back. All right. Just, I got no, it. The Here handle. we go. I'm opening okay. it. Okay. And slowly slide it back and look at the little deep. Just grab it anywhere. Grab, grab that anywhere. Okay. You can hear the sound. Look down at the little clip right yeah, there. Yeah, I see it. Every time you move it and slide it, the clip slides. You got you to gotta click it again and move it forward. All right, so click that. Oh, click this first, forward. and then yeah, oh. to move it forward. Yeah, to to close it, you gotta click to click that to, to move it forward. So hit that right there. There you go. Now, slowly move it, and every click you hear, that moves. Just zoom in on that. You have you to actually that? click on it to move it back in position too. To close it. Yeah. So that's uh, I guess that's called a gust lock. Uh. So that the window doesn't slide forward or something like that when you're yeah. moving. But when you're opening the window. Every time you slide it, just an increment, you'll see it move back and forth. So it's riding over like a, a ratchet or something like that. that is just so look, look, look down at it when you when you hear the little clicking sound yep, that you see. I see it. Yeah, that's detail. That you understand? Is detail. That works in real life. Imagine if Hotstart made an airliner. That would be good Ricky's work. Bro, if Hotstart made an airliner, it would be this and some. <laughs> it would take, take him four years. But yeah, it would yeah, take him like six years. Yeah, But if you open the cockpit window, Doing startup, you hear some different sounds, man. That's different cool. sounds. Yeah, also. right now I didn't have, I don't think anything yeah. turned on. We're just on ground power. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> Jeff said that the Fenix livery is actually the only dev livery he wants to fly because it looks good. I'm not, you know what? That is so freaking true. Like, I, I, I legit hate, <laughs> no offense to all my favorite developers, but I legit hate all y'all's liveries. But Fenix got a dope <laughs> livery. I love the Fenix livery. I think mm -hmm. it's so cool. Um, like, I would, like, yeah. this is probably the only livery I would actually fly yeah. from a developer. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a nice livery. Somebody should make a Phoenix airline real. The, the lettering is big, is the right size, yeah. it's huge. And then the tailless look like fireman. It is fire. And then the, the wing, wing fences with the orange <laughs> on it, it's pretty good. Yeah. The wing fences, yeah, they're dope as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Greg says, I, I've never thought I've seen a release this polish right off the bat. And I know why now, because behind the scenes, man, the, 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 the attitude of these guys and the, 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 the spirit of these guys shows in their work, you know, uh, dealing with, with Fenix, you know, even way back when, when did we have, we had Fenix on a podcast, guys. We did. Guys, you need to go back and watch the Blue Experience with Fenix when we had him on maybe, what, a year ago or less than that? Yeah. 
and we did the interview. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go play that podcast. It's on it's on Spotify now. It's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. I'm gonna go play that interview with Amir that we had and see if everything he said came through. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go that's check. That's a good it. idea. I'm gonna do the same. That's I'm gonna go idea. back and watch yeah. it listen to it yeah. and be like all right let's see if you guys came like because you know he was talking really highly of it obviously that's his job yeah. uh yes. but you know at the same time i was like huh did they come out with everything that they talked about did they miss anything you know uh yeah that'll be good that'll be mm-hmm. real good yep yeah man seems like their outlook uh, is focused on quality and the monies will follow yeah I, I agree i agree with that sentiment right there let the so, aircraft anyway. speak for itself for itself so we have covered sound we have covered modeling we have covered uh have we covered frames we did we covered uh, uh, performance we covered performance um no 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 bad surprises at all no bad surprises that i can i can think of at all with this thing i think you know um it's going to be fun a lot, put it that way. And I'm going to enjoy flying this particular Airbus because of all the work it makes me have to do. Mm. A lot of times you spend in the MCDU usually, now you have to spend a lot of time in the EFB for the METAR, the flight plan, the performance, and everything like that. And I haven't even used it. I've, I did quick boarding, but you can set your boarding to um, you know real time, which is like 30 minutes, or fast, which is like nine minutes. That's there as well. You know, there's there's some slider windows for the passenger numbers. I didn't even saw that until the second leg, you know. But yeah. Wait, sli- wait, what? Slider what for the passenger what? Oh yeah, there's a slider window for passenger numbers to add the numbers and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh well, wait, wait, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> wait, <laughs> oh, what? Boy. Oh yeah. Wait, if you what? go to go to um the Phoenix app, go to ma- mass and balance, and then click on. Uh, planned versus boarded, and there's sliders there you can adjust for passengers, cargo, and fuel. Did you know that? Let's find out. There. I don't know if I know There that. it is, right there. You Mass can do it. balance. Yep, you could. And there's a slider. Right. Captain Gio wants to start some stuff. Oh, there Gio's is a like, slider. Uh-huh. Gio said, so is it that for explaining, lol? <laughs> Let me go somewhere. Stop it, Gio. Stop it, man. Wow. Do you think Phoenix will ever make their EFB available as an add-on on any plane? Uh, I'd definitely buy it, kind of like you can use the Avatab somewhere. Greg, hmm. You know, I, this, this is a good point. Why, like yeah. On X-Plane, it's become pretty popular and even universal to use mm-hmm. Avatab, which is its own standalone third-party app, and mm-hmm. incorporate that into other aircraft what's been no happening on microsoft flight sim is that instead of there being one you know one tablet everyone's making their own would it save time for developers for just somebody like a fly-by-wire like a phoenix like a whoever um Mm -hmm. to just make a tablet uh, for those who don't want to make their own yeah Something like that, and just integrate it. I like just make an API yeah. that they can integrate into their own. Now, I mean, yeah. uh, on that note, we've seen a few a few EFBs now. What is mm-hmm. your you know which is your favorite setup so far? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, let me talk about the options. So PMDG doesn't have one yet, so they're not mm-hmm. on the table. Uh, the Mad Dog did have an EFB. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix has an EFB. Fly by mm-hmm. Wire has an EFB. I mm-hmm. think it's all of what. Oh, wait, Aerosoft CRJ has an CRJ EFB. has an EFB. Um, Xplane's got the Avatav, and the Flight Factor has its own EFB, of course. Yeah, as well, well. let's stick with Microsoft, though. All right, <laughs> for cool. now. Um, um, yeah, and this is excluding. This is airliners only. So this is excluding a lot of the other ones because I know I've played. Uh, a lot of the GA planes have EFBs as well, uh, right. as well as the BAE-146 has a really nice EFB. So, I mean, not discounting those, but this is kind of comparing, I guess you could say, like the big few uh, EFBs that are out. What, what do you think of the ones that you've tried? I, I like the CRJ because you can send the, the data, the speed data, over to the plane. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the I, – I don't remember what the MD-81 is like, to be honest, because I've only flown an airplane twice. <laughs> but – the most memorable one right now is this one right here because I haven't even gone through everything in this EFB. You understand? Yeah, but this yeah. is most memorable. Here's why. Font size. Let's look at it from a graphical perspective. The font size is perfect. It's large. The click spots are big, right? Um, the font colors, the grayscale or the white scale or the reds and oranges, good, right? Um, what else? The layout Everything is right where you're supposed to be. I've seen habits, I've seen um, tablets get to the point they have so much functions, I don't even know where to find what anymore. You understand? So whoever did this, for instance, the My Flight page where you can rotate between your weather, your route, and uh, your flight, yeah. and, and import from SimBrief right there, or look at it at the map, or look at the METAR. Then they have the Ground Services tab. You know, where you can, the doors, look how big those buttons are. You're not like fishing around and squinting your eyes to see it. You know, the pushback tug is so simple. Just connect, push back left and right. I've used it today, and I'm used to my toolbar pushback. The reason why I didn't have toolbar pushback today is because they are advising us not to use it because it's causing memory leaks with this or the airplane or something like that. So I took out toolbar pushback. I used this pushback. It's actually pretty simple. It's actually pretty simple to use, you know, and it worked. You know, I didn't, I, it wasn't a mess. I was looking for something with a rudder pedals to use, but I actually prefer this. It was, it's very simple. You know what I mean? The, the weight and balance screen, a lot of times I go into airplanes and they confuse the crap out of me. This doesn't because you can click on that planned window and just move your sliders for the passenger amount, the cargo amount, and the fuel amount, and you get your planned fuel and you get your zero fuel weight right there. Boom. Done. You understand? Yeah, and then, yeah, um, I see it. Zero yeah, fuel you, you hit load the airplane and it asks you if you want to do a real time or not. And there's a passenger list info. I haven't even looked at all the passengers on the airplane to see who is flying. That one is know? really cool. I mean, it's not yeah. important, but it's really just, I don't know, just little things like that just kind of like, oh, right. that's cool. Like, it's, you know, we're, we're doing a three hour, four hour flight. Let's go take a look and see who's on the plane. You know, let's go through here yep. to the passenger list. It even has, uh, you know, different people who have different statuses. Like, if they've been flying for a while, they might be gold or silver or key corporate. Uh, it also mentions if somebody is an infant like right here i'm looking at one uh, says with an infant which is uh something that they do really in real life count they right. count how many infants are on board how many uh kids even are on board and then they also count how many people have wheelchairs so the flight that i'm loaded up in here on the video there's actually no wheelchairs surprisingly um right but there are a few infants on board so yeah it's good that's really Absolutely cool. Absolutely good, man. Yeah, yeah, I think as well as when you're doing, like, I'm going to do a bit of a, a test load since we're not even flying. Just You'll actually see people start to populate the seats as time goes by, which is oh, really, really cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that. What? That's because you did instant load. <laughs> oh. 
Wow. 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 So look, you know, I've always said, you know, I'll repeat it again. Ah, your buses are boring, you know, whatever. But this gives you like something else to do, man. This, this, the only thing that's missing right now is like a web browser. So I can watch another streamer stream while I fly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's but, all we're missing. You know, uh, man. Them guys might pop one in here. You never you know, know I mean? Phoenix. You know you what? Y'all should add a browser tab. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know it sounds pointless. I know it does. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I could come come in here and file my uh, flight plan, sim brief directly. Yeah, in here. jump. Yeah, jump right in the sim brief. Make a flight plan in there. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, 100% I agree. agree with that. What, agree. what do you What do you think about the, like? kind of like a delayed system or departure time system what do, what do you think of that or you, do you think anything of it the delayed departure time system you mean like when it tells you that uh you're the time counting down on it yes yeah it adds pressure to you i heard v1 said it today he goes it's the first time in a simulator because it's so modeled and you have all that stuff and the departure time stuff that he actually felt pressure to to hurry up and set up the airplane and leave yeah it yeah. gives you like reference to say hey man you're running out of time bro maybe we need to do that uh, blue because whenever we stream we don't get off the ground to we like always minutes. take forever that's the reason i kind of like pack x because you mm-hmm. have to set a time to leave and when you yeah. see that time counting down, you're like, all right, let me stop. Let me stop messing around looking at camera views. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and get the FMC set up. So, yeah, I actually, you know, it's something we're not used to. It's something that's extremely common in real-world aviation. Uh, you're right. always looking at the clock. You're always, not always in a rush, but you're always on the clock. You know what I mean? And in flight sim, we just take our merry time. We don't think about it too much. We don't talk, think yep. about getting somewhere on time. We don't think about leaving on time. Uh, but in real world aviation, that is one of the mm-hmm. major things. You'll get fired, right, like if you're not on time. Uh, yes. And so it is cool that they in- incorporated that right there in the sim. I think the thing for me is understanding uh, when I file a flight plan on SimBrief to put the correct time. Because uh, for me, I just make a, make a SimBrief flight plan like, right. you know. And, and then it's like, oh, you're late. I'm like, well, I didn't choose a time. But it is good. You can go in and at least make, make a change. Here's your challenge. You know what time you're going to start streaming and give yourself 35 minutes to get off the ground, 40 minutes. Yeah. And go with that. Stick with that. So if the chat's getting out of hand and ask you tons of questions, say, hey, I can't talk to you right now. I got to set the airplane and push. It also <laughs> gives do, you an extra challenge. Too. It gives you an extra challenge. Jet- what did mm-hmm. they say? They pull the jet bridge as well. When it's done, they, they do. pull the jet bridge. Yeah. Yes, they do. So it's like a, a game within a game. Yeah. Because, yeah, once boarding is done, the jet bridge gets pulled from the airplane. You're like, holy crap, they're ready to go. They're serious. <laughs> they're not waiting around. <laughs> they're waiting for you, man. They're waiting yeah. for you. If mm-hmm. there's a delay, the delay is on you. And if it delays on you, the airline's going to come at you like, what's up, man? Why you got all these delays? So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, I always, I always yeah. struggle, and I, I, you know, I salute all the guys uh, who flight sim and are able to get off the ground in 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. Every time I do, that's why my, I, you know, I got a two, two flights, two legs, and it's taking me five hours because <laughs> we're right. on the ground for three of them. Wait a minute, I'm done. Do what? you know the Uh-oh. passenger info, the airplane icon, you can click on each individual seat that there's somebody in it will tell you who that is. No. Did you know that? Uh, oh, yes. We're about to find, what? Go take a look. Yes, exactly. All right, we're going to take yeah. a look. Let's see. We're finding out more here. All right, so we got people loading up. We have 25 boarded out of okay. 162. Click on the, 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 just the, the individual ones that are already Click on seated. that guy in first class. No, just no, click on it. Click yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, so I just did. I just clicked on it. Andromache Sehauser. Status blue. Cabin class exactly. business. Special info none. That's crazy. I did not know you could do that. That's crazy. <laughs> 
Get this poor person in the middle seat back here behind the wing. Yep. Sad. We're in third low, also in economy. Sad as blue. Mm. That's dope, man. So one thing that I actually mentioned cool. in my stream was that I think it'd be really cool if you could actually edit the database of these names. And for people who are streamers, you could like input a bunch of member names or something like that, right? And go down through yep. your passenger manifest. I'm like, yeah, this nice. is this guy. He's been a member for three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's sitting in first yeah. class. That'd be dope, right? That'd be really it cool. would be nice. And whoever checks into your chat and types in a particular code will get automatically added to the list here in the EFB. Hey, Phoenix, wow. I mean, you're proven right now anything is possible. There you go. <laughs> I believe in you. That's all I'm going nice, to say. Man. I believe in you. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But, folks, I'm telling you, man, let's see what time is it, quarter after. But um, let me go back to this rating scale. Release out of 10 scale, this release was a 9 out of 10. Easy. This release is a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, for me, uh, it's I, 8 out of 5. 8.5 out of 10. That's as me. I mean, it's, it's pretty high. I still believe that's high. Um, yeah. And I think for me, where it... The thing keeping it from becoming, I mean, I don't think anything is a 10, but the thing keeping it from becoming higher for me is currently performance. Okay. I got you. Um, performance and uh, a few other things that are not necessarily essential to a complete aircraft. Um, yeah, but they did already go above and beyond for sure. And I like, I love right. what you said earlier about how. You know, oh, it's just another Airbus coming out. But no, they've added some features to it to make it not just another Airbus. Mm -hmm. They easily could have been like, all right, we got to all, like, the, the system depth they went through in this aircraft that we don't even understand how to touch, right? Like, just that. Like, they could have made the deepest simulation A320, but without the EFB, without some of these just kind of uh, user experience additions it would just be another airbus and we'd be like oh this is cool it looks good it sounds good um but it just kind of would be dull at the same time right it's just like it's just another airbus but yep. they yep. put that flair on it they put those best spice on it. they put that um the uh the extra the efb just puts adds so much to it um the the flair they added to it just you know it's just hard to explain but the little things like opening the windows the cabin all that kind of stuff really just adds that flair to it to make it feel like this is not just another airbus like i don't feel like i'm just flying another version of the fly-by-wire i'm flying a completely different aircraft well here's a question for you to answer somebody asked in chat what did you give the pmdg out of 10 i give it an eight okay yeah the pmdg to help you guys with scale mad dog the md80 got a seven from me personally on my okay. scale um pmdg right. has an eight solid eight at the moment it might get higher when i see the 800 we'll see um okay. and this one has an 8.5 because i believe it is okay. just slightly better i think that's what i said too i think i give it an 8.5 Five, but I give this a nine. This yeah, has yeah. an edge over that for me. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody, uh, I'll take this question. Somebody says, "What do you think about the price comparison between PMDG and this plane?" Um, I don't have to say it. There's no comparison. At um, sixty-one dollars versus was it seventy-five dollars? I mean, you know, we're getting on par airplane at fifteen dollars cheaper. You understand? Uh, uh -huh. So if you compare both of them, and if, let's say both of them are on the same level of, you know, uh, sim um, study level or high fidelity, 
Uh, just the fact that it's $15 cheaper is ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, they, they knocked the price out of the park. It's a surprise to me. I thought it'd be more expensive. And, yeah, I um, was expecting you know, like eighty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah somewhere in that mark. So definitely, you know what I mean. It, but it's it's more an entry for for people to to get in. It's a lower bar for entry. You can, you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, Ricky's world says PMDG to their defense gave three variants. They gave the BBJ and they gave the cargo. That is true. That is uh, very Ricky true. Thought about that. That, that is, is very true. Very true. You got, and they you each have different cabins. Right? True, true, true. Ricky, see, that's why we have you in chat, Ricky. That's not bad. I'll tell, yeah, you know. Hmm. Huh? <laughs> Was it $15 more? I don't know, but you, we did get three variants. Get three well, they variants. are going to give us, they are all going to give us the IAE for free, engine variant wise. Is there cargo A320s out there? I don't Probably, think so. Probably, but yeah. not as common as the Boeings. Right. Somebody wants to know what's going to, what would be a nine for blue? What would be a nine? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet in Microsoft. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I haven't seen I it yet. I haven't it's got to have frame, sounds, texture, quality, and just knock your socks off. Basically, if I give it a nine, it's probably a 10 for most people. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, to get over nine for me is... It had to be it had to be perfect. <laughs> Dang right, near perfect right, right, to get right. a nine. I just I've lowered my scale, uh or not lowered it, but I've like stricken my scale because I'm like, all right, if you wanna really want a ten, you have to get it, you have to get in there. You gotta work um, for it. But yeah, so like I said, this is eight point five because a few reasons. PMDG I think is an eight. I think both you know, you guys have seen me, I love both of these aircraft. I love them. I really right. do. Um but yeah, I think it's eight. Eight point five, sorry. Good. Wow, what rating would you give the MD-80? Oh, boy. Seven. 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 Yeah, MD needs a little more fine-tuning. There were some issues with the sound and so forth, being too quiet in the cockpit. We're going to jump back into that and fly that one of these days and see how that works out. But, yeah, guys, starting today. Today is the 19th of, uh, what are we, uh, June? The June? And we have... May. Yeah, it's May. May. 19th of May. I'm sorry. 19th <laughs> of May. Oh, and uh, we have added one more plane in the hangar for Microsoft Flight Sim, and we're very pleased with this plane. Phoenix yeah. A320. Definitely. Wow, wow, It's going to wow. be hard yeah. to return exactly. back to X-Plane for a while. Exactly. It keeps getting harder. That's really what it is. Yeah. It just keeps getting harder. Yeah. We got Top Gun release yeah. coming up next week, too. Uh, I know a lot, not all of you guys are into fighter jets, but for those of you who are, that's some more mm -hmm. goodies for you. We got a world oh, update yeah. that came out last week. It's just They just keep hitting us with content, man. Yes. Yes, just keep do. hitting us you know it's just there's so much to do so much to enjoy in the sim and before i was always kind of promoting hey just i know that we're still waiting for airliners but there's so much more to enjoy in the sim and i i think now that we right. have a couple airliners with these airliners there's still even more now to enjoy right mm -hmm. so it just keeps building on top on top on top so it's yep it's uh it's it's a good time i'm gonna keep saying this is such a good time to be in flight sim it's hard for the wallet uh, i had a really uh interesting question in my stream today and i would like to ask xp this i'm not sure if he had the same question oh. it's yeah. a very tough question it was if you had neither i think you know where this is gonna go if you had neither pmdg 737 or the phoenix and you could only afford to get one of them which would you buy? Ooh, I got that too. <laughs> I got that twice today. Oh boy! Wow! Oh my word! You know, 
uh, personal preference uh, <laughs> in airplanes would uh, would always be the Boeing first to me, the seven three, because I just love the seven three seven and you know the old school tech, you know meets new school. Uh, but Flybauer just making its case on this plane goes, hey, hold on a second, rethink your options over there, buddy. We're still here. Hmm. <laughs> well, okay, it's gonna come down to this. Would I rather use the yoke or the side stick? They're, these two planes are so close that it's hard to choose. But I'm gonna take my yoke any day, man. I'm gonna take my yoke, and it's not so. It's not because of PMDG or Fenix. It's just because. I like a yoke flying, but this airplane right here has raised the bar for Airbuses in my eyes for me personally. I will be flying this plane a lot. Yeah, and like, I think yeah, it, I'm it, in a similar yeah, boat. Definitely. I'm in a similar mm -hmm. boat, but it's not so much because of the yoke. And it's not even for me to do with my preference of Boeing or Airbus. It's just the fact that we already have a free quality, I must say it, a free quality Airbus. And if I can, yep. only, if I can only pick one, I'm going to go with the Boeing because I don't have it. And that gives right. me the diversity to actually fly a Boeing 737 and an A320. And then hopefully after that, I can save up and get an A320, right? Um, but go. I think for a lot of people going forward, it's not going to be a maybe a price problem. It's not going to be a quality problem because both aircraft are great. And they don't even need to be compared. But mm -hmm. I think it's going to come down to a preference thing. Because some people are just Boeing people. That's what they love. If it ain't Boeing, it ain't yeah. going. And some people yeah. are Airbus people. And you can't take that from them. If you're an Airbus, Airbus per person, this is a must-have aircraft. If you're a Boeing yeah. person, then the 737 is a must-have aircraft. That's an obvious choice. Now, if you're like mm -hmm. me, where you're neutral in most ways, and either or, I feel like both of them are a must-have must aircraft for you. I think, you sh I think everyone should have both of these aircraft in their hangar. Like, no matter, even if you're not even in the Airbuses, even if you're not into Boeings, I think you need to have both. You need to have at least one of the Boeing 737, because a lot of them coming. It's 800, 900, 600. But you need mm -hmm. to have at least one of them in your hangar. Uh, and then for the Phoenix, you need to have, well, it's only one of them. <laughs> so yeah, you need to have need it to have in this. your hangar as well. I'm hoping, Absolutely. because Phoenix has done such a good job, I'm hoping that they'll continue uh, on top of this success and build a 321 and build, uh, you know, the different various of Airbuses. And I'm hoping to see more Phoenixes name in the future on more projects because this is good it's really yeah. good this is it's the really first good. product we've seen from this developer um pmdg has been around a long time so we all know what to expect with phoenix we didn't really know but they really were able to you know communicate that hey we know what the heck we're talking about we're come we're, we come to play and they i think they've fully delivered on that yes absolutely and that's that right there, my friends, will be the last word. I'm a, I can't even say anything better than that. Blue wrap it up <laughs> succinctly for us here. There a little is. spot poll I did in the chat says, uh, will he be getting this plane? Let me end the poll. 84% of people says, yes, they're grabbing this They're grabbing this airplane. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 84%. 116 people voted on that. So, wow, wow, wow. Guys, if you like this, we're going to be doing this kind of review or first look on the blue experience for all these airplanes that are coming out. Some of them are going to go long on some of them are going to be like five minutes. I'm going to be like, no, nah, don't get that plane. <laughs> so I don't buy this. If like, yeah. If you like this, guys, we're going to be doing this a lot on the blue experience, man. So let so, me just so put a little, little, a little, ahead. a little taste of doubt before we bounce out. And I know a lot of, we haven't mentioned this in the stream, but it's definitely in your head in the chat. And that is all of my, P3D friends out there who are like, eh, FS Labs is better. 
we'll have to talk about we'll talk about that more later when FS Labs mm. brings something to the table. All right, so we'll oh yes, that. they're coming, they're coming, <laughs> they coming, they they are watching, and I'm sure they're gonna come with it when they come. And I mean, oh, we, yes. we haven't played P3D or the FS Labs, so we don't know what we're missing, we don't know what's up, um, but you know. We yep. shall see. True. Let us know in the comments. Yep. Let us know on Discord. And we can Ooh, keep yes. the conversation going. Wow, wow, wow. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for joining us in another Blue Experience. You can continue the conversation. I'm sure it's going to be continued on Discord, on chat, all over the place. But this has been a good day for us in the Sim community. Shout out to Phoenix again, Amir and the crew. You guys did a bang up job on this. This was great. Thank you so much for this release and what you've done for us. So. We shall see you guys again. Blue, as you always say. Until next time, things. remember you have three choices. Give up, give in, or give it all. You got peace, love, and God bless you. We'll see you guys next time, next Blue Experience. Thank you guys for checking out episode 27. We out your thing. See ya. Later. Bye.